Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome back to the show. My name is Noel. Our compatriot Matt is on adventures, but will be returning soon. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. It's the top of the week, which means it's time for our strange news segment. Now, spoiler alert for anyone who is vaguely familiar with world news or news <laughs> in the U.S. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, strange things uh, happening afoot? in the last yeah, afoot. There's been a. I, I was going to say there's a lot of fuckery afoot. Uh, there have been a lot of strange things happening. Some very inspiring. Some very frightening. And. Uh, Today, we're, we're existing with those things. Uh, history is still not written, uh, but we wanted to give you some stories that you might not have heard. 
because the news is, uh, to put it diplomatically, kind of occupied with some other stuff at the moment. Yeah, it's one of those news cycles they talk about, the the 24-hour ones. Only this one's been going on for, what, like a week now? Over a week? It's definitely been a little more um, all-encompassing than one might think in Edge of CE. And now we're still at another phase where there's been, like, celebration on one side and consternation on the other side. But still things are up in the air. So we're kind of still in it. But you're right, Ben. Let's give a little respite from that uh, vicious news cycle with some strange news stories of our own. Um, gosh, where do we even start? Shall we roll for it? Uh, nominate who goes first? I'm, I'm completely indifferent. Well, since we're talking about getting away from it all, Noel, why don't you do the honors if you're okay with it? Because this is a story that reminds, I, I covered a story like this earlier and I, I had read the same thing. This, this feels, this feels like a good one. It feels interesting and it'll be one for, uh, fans of some earlier topics we've discussed. Uh, yeah, I believe you might have been talking about the ghost ship tours, or, or rather the ghost cruise ship tours, where mm. you could witness the empty cruise ships out in the harbor, right? Or out, no, no, no I, I mean, that that's a great one. I'm specifically talking about earlier, I had done a uh, thing for Strange News Daily. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but for a while during the pandemic, there was an, uh, an airline company ah, yes. in Asia that would take you through like you could go to the TSA essentially for fun and then go sit on a plane. You know, I heard a version of that story too, not to get too far away from this actual one that we're talking about today, but where I think we might be talking about two different things, but the the version that I heard was a uh, a flight out of Taiwan that was like considered a sightseeing flight. So yeah, you definitely go through all the security and you do sit on the plane, but then you take a little trip around the block as it were uh and uh you know, sort of enjoy your own home turf from the air. Um, not the case with this one. Also uh, out of Asia, this uh, story, the headline says it all. Singapore introduces cruises to nowhere. That's a great tagline, the cruise to nowhere. Um, I mean, for, I, th I think we've all felt that way at some point or another. I think you're probably right. That's true. Uh, what is it? Like, uh, I'm all, it's a talking head song, I'm on a road to nowhere. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing that's starting to, you know, become part of the new vernacular of, like, COVID-safe travel. Um, Singapore has announced that it will uh, do a um, pleasure cruise that won't actually dock anywhere or go into port anywhere. And that'll be starting um, this very month, November 2020. Um, it is through the uh, National Tourism Board of Singapore, and it's partnered with these two specific cruise lines for the whole, you know, venture. Uh, one of them is called Genting Cruise Lines World Dream, and then also Royal Caribbean International's Quantum of the Seas in one of the better um, ship naming uh, situations that I've personally run across. But yeah, um, it's going to be a little bit of a different animal than what you might be used to. Um, it's going to depart and return from the very same spot with no stops in between. Um, of course, you know, to, to stay in keeping with the ability to social distance, the ships will never be booked more than 50% capacity and are only uh, allowing Singapore residents to, to board. 
There's Ooh. a quote from uh, Keith Tan, who's the CEO of the Singapore Tourism Board, where he says, This cruise pilot is a valuable opportunity for cruise operators to reinvent the entire cruise experience in order to regain the confidence of passengers. That's interesting, Ben. I'd love to talk about that aspect with you. This is almost like, you know, cruises got such a bad rap early in the uh, pandemic because there was that ship that, that had to dock in like Japan, I believe it was, for like weeks, you mm-hmm. know. Where people were not able to leave, not able to go home, and it was a real, uh, real big news story, and certainly not a good look for the cruise industry in general. Um, so this is almost like a like a an experiment to try to get sort of the faith of the public back, so that they can maybe say, "Hey, we're back, and we figured out a way to make this uh, not terrifying." Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's. I, I believe we're, we were talking about the same flight there in Taiwan. I think you're correct that they were doing a sightseeing thing, but that's instructive because what they're doing with that flight is trying to reassure passengers that they have instituted safety measures, right? And mm-hmm. and I think you're on the money that this is this is the primary goal for this seacation or this round trip in Singapore. This is something that I think is on the mind of a lot of people in the industry because uh, just earlier, uh, earlier this month, I believe, wait, actually today, uh, there, there's been some analysis coming out about the massive decline that cruise industry is facing, like uh, ticket sales or profits are down 94, 85, 94% uh, and People are getting freaked out because this is such a big business. So anything they can do to convince people that it's safe to uh, hop back on the high seas, uh, they're they're obviously going to do it. And and governments are helping a little. The CDC here in the U.S. just issued an order last week, I think, about resuming cruise ship operations in some kind of phased approach. Of course, the U.S. is still encountering record rates of COVID transmission, so we're going to be lagging behind uh, Singapore. We've been talking a lot about cruise ships. Do you think it's like vicariously traveling because we're stuck here? I guess so. Um, I just, I wonder what would it take for you to want to be a part of this like pilot program to be one of these kind of lab rats it has to be someone that really is all about uh either the industry or just i know people that really love love cruise i've never personally kind of understood it but um you know i think they're not being fully uh forthcoming about what will be happening on the ship like because i know a lot of the on ship amenities and you know activities and meals and all that that's a big part of the experience too which i think is part of the reason that you and i are both on the same page about well if i was going to go somewhere by by sea i would want to get off and you know find the local stuff and then just use the ship exclusively for for traveling between destinations but there's you know a lot of these cruise ships it's basically like a like an amusement park, you know, on, on the high seas. Right. So there's going to be a lot of uh, changes in the way those on ship interactions happen too. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, to answer your first question, uh, I would definitely, I would go on this if they flew me to Singapore for free to go on it. Mm -hmm. I think that would be worth it because in my opinion, I would be paying for a flight to Singapore and all the adventure that wonderful country contains by, uh, you know, possibly risking my life on a really nice cruise ship. And that's fine. Like, that's how James Bond travels. You know what I mean? He doesn't ever pay for tickets on stuff. He just has to go somewhere and risk his life. So in a way, I would be like, 
uh, fiction's most terrible spy. And James Bond's a terrible spy. Yeah, I sort of answered my own question, too, as far as, like, what, are they, they asking for volunteers for this or whatever? Like, no, not not at all. In fact, the the airline in question I think we were talking about was Quanta, um, and those were seven-hour flights that just, you know, departed and then turned back around, um, and those sold out in just 10 minutes. That being said, I don't know how many exactly there were, uh, and I can't imagine they're doing a ton of these destinationless uh, cruises as well, but there must be a contingent of folks that are really itching to to get out and you know see the 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 skies, the friendly skies, or the 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 fair seas, or what have you. I don't know if that's even a thing people say, but I just said it. And in looking into this, there is you're right, Ben. There is some other news. Not only is the is the uh, the cruise industry taking a bit of a bath in terms of finances, but Royal uh, Caribbean, yeah, it was barely on purpose. Um, but I will go with it. Royal Caribbean has canceled nearly all of their remaining cruises for the rest of 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a thing, and it's interesting that isn't it? Wasn't one of these ships a Royal Caribbean ship involved in the Singapore story? If I'm not mistaken here. Let's see. Royal Caribbean's International Quantum of the Seas. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe this is them kind of, you know, trying, trying. This is They're getting in on this, too. And I guess it's something that could be applied to, you know, all of these cruise lines. OK, let's take a quick second and uh, go to a word from our sponsor and then we'll be back. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know. Taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. And we're back with the rest of this strange news. I did find an article from the Points Guy, which is one of those travel, you know, savvy traveler type websites. Sure. And the headline is I just boarded the first cruise ship to sail in the Caribbean since March. This is what the process was like. Um, and describes uh, arriving at the port of Barbados, this gentleman, Gene Sloan, who wrote this article, um, and then uh, you know, getting to the port of Barbados. And then um, in order to board the cruise ship, he was uh, in a line, you know, of course, wearing masks and social distance, and then kind of ushered into this medical tent and described it as being face-to-face with staffers in full contagion gear, masks, goggles, medical gowns, the works, um, in order to get a uh, COVID-19 test. And he'd already had several just to even get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine who was just visiting, actually, when he returns back to Brooklyn, New York, where he is from, he is required by the uh, regulations put in place in that city to self-quarantine for two weeks, you know, uh, on the honor system because he's traveled outside of these defined borders of, of the city. And it can't really, yeah, it can't really be enforced there in the U.S. I'd, I'd be curious to see if uh, your pal, the points guy, was required to have a contact tracing app on his devices. That's what happened in Singapore. And, you know, the contact tracing app is is weird because I, I'm someone who is uh, diplomatically put skeptical about uh, the excuses that institutional opportunists use to erode personal privacy or increase surveillance. But contact tracing seems like a smart thing because we've seen it work in other countries like South Korea or Israel. Uh, and, and now this is a billion-dollar industry, the cruise industry. So we know that countries that weren't very successful at addressing the pandemic early on or still aren't super successful at it, like the U.S., uh, they're losing billions of dollars, not just like not just the cruise lines. The U.S. economy is losing billions of dollars and various government agencies are aware of this. Like, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I, I mentioned how the CDC issued those phased reopening policies for cruise ships. What I didn't tell you is the funniest part. This was about a week ago. The CDC specifically said cruise ships can set sail again just without passengers. Which kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, In terms of like what these new regulations might look like, I, you know, before a vaccine or whatever, I mm. guess it's any your guess is as good as mine. But in this particular situation, that is kind of heralded. Like the the, the points guy said, he described this as the a watershed moment for the cruise industry, which has been eyeing to restart in the Caribbean for many months. Um, but as we 
saw that that is not doesn't seem to be the case going forward but it's interesting the kind of protocols that this uh, has started to put in place and perhaps will become codified he says he was subjected to a, a, a battery of tests including pulse oxidation test and um, also you know required to submit um, quite a bit of uh, medical documentation from mm. his own you know uh, gp i imagine and where he had, where he had traveled, if at all, in in the days leading up to that, I That's bet. That's right. Yep. Uh, especially, probably in the last three weeks, maybe. Have you ever tested positive for COVID nineteen? It's it's a scary thing. I, I do have to note, though, uh, having not traveled officially to Singapore, it's a very crowded dense place mm. you know uh, i've got some i've got some friends who lived and live there now and in addition to being pretty expensive compared to a lot of other places in the world privacy is kind of at a premium open space is for sure at a premium so maybe just the idea of going through all, all this all this rigmarole uh just to stand on the deck of a ship and be able to look out into the wide open spaces of the world, maybe that's worth it for some people. I could definitely feel that. I mean, I've gone, I've just gone uh, on road trips, you know, where I've, I've just said, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to drive literally till I hit the ocean and then I'll drive back. Hey, go. <laughs> no, I mean, wanderlust typically, you know, I mean, it just refers to wandering and moving around uh, and just kind of getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, there, there was another stage of uh, of testing that I didn't even realize until uh, I was we were talking. I kind of like uh, breezed past it. But uh, a, a second round of testing, once you actually got on the ship in order to get checked into your cabin, um, he described it as uh, after the initial check-in station, he was directed to an isolated uh, out outdoor seating area isolated by party um, and then was called up to another medical screening desk where he was uh, had the temperature taken um, had his blood oxidation levels taken with like a fingertip device mm -hmm. and then also um, he had had to fill out another round of paperwork of medical forms exactly to your point Ben about where he traveled and all of that stuff uh, again so a second time um, and then he passed uh, with a, uh, you know, appropriate temperature and everything checked out. Blood oxygenation was 98 percent. Um, and then he had to sit in the isolated area again. Um, and then he had to take another COVID test. You have to test negative for COVID-19 at least twice before being allowed to board. And then if uh, if you leave for any port of call, you probably have to test again. So basically they're doing the never-ending story three trials to get on the boat. It's yeah. like when Atreyu has to has to go through those those different gates. Yeah. Um, and the swamps of sadness and all that too. <laughs> different sure. different part of the movie, but I still think of that as yeah, that was that was testing his uh his his uh, fortitude because he lost his beloved horse. But I, I, I did I maybe misspoke earlier when I said this test was only to check in. The previous test was even before getting on the boat, and then you get onto like a gangplank situation. I imagine where this is, and after that, you're taking this other round of tests before actually getting on the boat. But you do have to pass the rapid test twice before getting on. So, um, so there's several. Yeah. Okay, so so there's several. I think again the the three what is it the great riddle gate the magic mirror gate 
the no key gate. I mm-hmm. think those are it. And uh never ending story may not hold up for everyone. You know, uh it, it may seem dated, but I, I think it's I think it's an impact <laughs> I think it's an impactful tangent. Uh the big question that I have when I hear this when I hear this stuff, uh first off, shout out to everybody who is tuned into the show today, who's worked on a cruise ship or is involved with the industry. We know times are tough and wish you the best. Uh, but my immediate question is is there enough financial juice here for someone to conspire to try to rig the game? You know what I mean? Like if there was a uh, if there was a positive test or if there was somehow an outbreak, would the cruise lines one be capable of covering it up? And two, would they attempt to? I don't know the answer. I would hope not. Um, I would hope not after all of the bad press that they got so early on. Not that they, I don't necessarily think they were trying to cover it up, but it was not enough was known about it. They just didn't quite know how to respond. And that's not entirely, you know, an, a, an act of negligence. But um, I would really truly think that with everything that we've been through as a country and everything that business has been through, that no one would try to cover it up because it's then you're just going to get pilloried, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're really done. Yeah, because the the cruise industry themselves had suspended voluntarily, at least in the U.S., suspended cruises until 2021 uh, after the CDC replaced their total lockdown, their no sale order with what they were calling the conditional sailing order, which is still the boats can move, but no passengers. So uh, hopefully we can get the uh, conspiracy cruise uh, on on the high seas one day, get that open water. Yeah. There was one more little step I wanted to add just because it's interesting and it involves a cool gadget that I've never seen before. Um, Once he's passed these two tests and tested negative on these two COVID tests, um, only then is he actually allowed on the ship. Um, So like I said, the uh, the second test was on the pier. And then, okay, you pass, you go up. And the last step before getting on is to have your luggage entirely sprayed down by what looks like a something somewhere between a dust buster and like a super soaker. Um, there's a employee wearing, you know, surgical gloves and a mask holding this thing. It's like green and white plastic and it sprays a big, uh, you know, like a, like, like if you turn the nozzle on a, um, container of Clorox, you know, the way where it causes like the wide spray or whatever. It looks like that. Uh, but that's it. I guess after all that, he's on the ship and uh, presumably having a wonderful time. But I, I don't know. It seems like a lot. But there is a silver lining. Um, you know, one, all of this rigor uh, does uh, allow a situation where I would think the 50% capacity ship is comfortable not wearing masks because masks are, in fact, not required uh, on board, even even among the staff. So you, you have gone through this kind of ordeal to get on, but then you can sort of trick yourself into thinking that you're in a normal cruise situation and that everything's cool. So... That's, I guess, positive. I, I, could, I could see, now that I'm seeing that side of it, I could see it feeling worth it. Now, to escape the weird reality that is going to the grocery store and everyone wearing masks and all of the signs on the highway saying, you know, remain indoors. You know, this, this is the kind of weird sci-fi world that we found ourselves in that our brains have kind of normalized. Actually, the more I'm thinking about it, this sounds kind of heavenly. Maybe I'll sign up. 
Have you been on this cruise? Do you live in Singapore? Do you understand what we're talking about with that dense population and the need for open spaces? I would almost call, you know, sometimes just the press of people can become what I would call socially claustrophobic, if yeah. not physically. Uh, we're going to we're, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor and we'll return with a cryptid story. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ah, cryptids. This is the uh, this is the classic uh, stuff they don't want you to know uh, kind of things that we missed. I know I've done uh, I did a, a story previously about animals. Actually, I have a I have a habit of doing stories about weird animals, but this one. This was this was pretty neat. So, travel to Virginia in the United States. 
Virginia has been, Virginia, like the area of West Virginia, have been home to all kinds of cryptids in the past, the most famous of which probably is Mothman, uh, which, Noel, you and I uh, saw on a uh, on a tribulation filled road trip yeah. for car stuff, um, yeah. And I, I believe we we we've all remarked on his uh, his quite impressive physique, the statue that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the the Mothman story is something I'd like to cover as more in depth as we go back to more classic stuff than what you know things. But this this feels like classic Virginia, uh, Virginia Wildlife and Management Control which is a a local kind of pest control service, started getting these weird calls on their hotline uh, very recently, just just several days ago. People were complaining about a strange-looking snake in Midlothian, Virginia, which is just outside of Richmond. Well, also, Midlothian has almost the air of, like, some sort of den of monsters or creatures. It sounds like something biblical in a weird way, or like uh, maybe out of Norse mythology. Oh, yeah. Clive Barker's, um, oh, there's that Clive Barker novel that the film Nightbreed is based on. Midian, I believe. is. Yeah, uh, Midian's the one I'm talking uh about. Yeah, Yeah. Midian, the uh, cemetery that serves as home for monsters. So uh, imagine you see a foot-long snake-like Thing. I'm just going to describe this. You can see the picture. It's uh, orange and black with a white stripe running down. It's like, okay, it's mostly orange, and it has a white stripe bordered by a, bl- a thick black outline running uh, vertically up and down the length of whatever its body is. And at one end, it kind of has uh, what looks like a hammer shape. Uh, like a hammerhead shark almost. What? Yeah, it's huge. And it looks, for most casual observers, this would look kind of like a sea snake, right? Because we, we're used to seeing uh, sea snakes with their very colorful, uh, odd arrangements of hues in in all the, you know, all the discovery documentaries, all the David Attenborough stuff. It turns out this snake people were freaking out about is not a snake. And it's also kind of immortal. Wait. That's the lead. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm holding on a second. I got to pull up a picture of this thing. Um, immortal. Okay, Ben, mm-hmm. tell, tell us more, please. So this is not a snake. It is a hammerhead worm. Hammerhead worms are not native to Virginia, which is why all... <laughs> Dear conspiracy realist in Virginia, that's probably why all of you are going, what? What the hell? I've never seen that. Uh, the hammerhead worm, otherwise known as bipallium, is toxic, so it's dangerous. It's terrestrial. It's a flatworm. It lives on land. It is a predator. It is a cannibal. Uh, they don't necessarily pose danger to humans, but there's something you would notice in the wild, and they also, because they are invasive, they may pose an incredible threat to local ecosystems and, you know, the normal, like the good Virginia earthworms. Nobody asks about the Virginia earthworms. They're the real, like, uh, well, not salt of the earth, worms of the earth. <laughs> Do you remember that episode of King of the Hill where uh, somebody tricks Hank into using crack rocks as fishing lures? I do not. It's no. okay, but the best part of it is he really feels strongly about 
hand-digging worms. And he goes, it all starts with a hand-dug American worm. And uh, I, this, this, I don't know. Um, Doesn't worms. go to bait shops. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then he gets led astray and then ultimately ends up buying crack. Um, but that's what happens when, when, you, when you abandon your morals uh, and you go uh, somebody else's way, bad things happen. This is a beautiful looking creature, though, Ben. I have to say, I mean, it, it really does. You mentioned Clive Barker earlier. It kind of reminds me something out of like a Clive Barker situation or maybe like a, a, a Tim Burton. Um, but it, it really does look exactly as you described it. And has that perfect hammerhead shape. What kind of teeth does it have? Like, is it poison just to the touch, or can you oh, get a God. hammerhead worm bite? Here's how it works. So these bipallium worms, they eat earthworms, slugs, insects, and each other. Uh, their mouths are also their anuses. Oh, cool. They immobilize their prey, and then they extend their pharynx from their body where they secrete digestive enzymes onto this hapless creature, liquefying it, and then sucking the tissue into its gut using cilia. And then once they've digested this very unlucky thing, uh, then they, kind of like in South Park, where people started pooping out of their mouths, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or whatever, they, it does that. It's a very real f version of that. Uh, you say they're beautiful. I, I think they're super Creepy, but to answer your question directly, the uh, they contain a neurotoxin called tetrodotoxin. That's how they immobilize stuff. You can also find this in pufferfish. That's one of the reasons why it takes a uh, a master chef to prepare pufferfish in a non lethal way. So I'm wondering, like, is there something about eating and pooping out of your mouth that just promotes good digestion and allows you to live forever, or is there something else at play here? Thank you for the setup. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Flatworms have an astonishing superpower. It's one that's going to be familiar to any longtime listeners. Uh, if you've checked out our earlier series on immortality, which there are real versions of immortality, uh, flatworms have something like this. If you cut off pieces of a flatworm, those bits can regrow into complete worms. And some studies have indicated those bits may possess the memories of the original, I'll call it uh, hammerhead worm prime. Why? So How like, can they know that? So you could, <laughs> by mazes. Wow. Sorry, Ben. I didn't mean to sound incredulous. I'm just picturing some sort of crazy worm mind reading situation. But of course, you can. The basic memory that a worm would have would be something in terms of like remembering a path or remembering, you know, uh, an environment of some kind. And that could yeah, be tested. If, yeah. Like, if that. So here, here's what it is uh, there was a study published in the Journal of Experimental Biology, uh, which found that. Decapitated flatworms not only retain memories, but they transfer those memories to their new brains when the brains grow back. And that's that's amazing. Like imagine, imagine if you cut off, uh, if you cut off your arm or something like that, and then your arm slowly grew back into a new you. Conspiracy realist, and this thing also knew the stuff that you knew. It's a grisly superpower. It also feels like it would get really complicated really quickly. You know what I mean? After about the third iteration or so. 
Yeah, this is a uh, pretty nightmarish on a lot of levels. Um, I have to say that the thing that I found most interesting about this, that after all of that, all of those incredible superpowers, this toxic uh, venom, neurotoxin, the ability to regrow itself and its own brain and its own memories, at the end of the day, it is just as susceptible to the uh, the bane of all squishy little wormy creatures, mm. salt, mm. Uh, because you can still kill the things just by hitting them with some good old-fashioned sodium chloride. Yep, or burn it. All the rules, like, I feel like a lot of Inquisition rules were based on slugs. Pestilence? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just salt it, burn it. You know what I mean? Those are great ideas for grilling steak and great ideas for killing immortal worms. So before we sew this up, I do want to point out a, a couple of other cool things about them. Each individual has both testes and ovaries. Uh, they can also reproduce asexually. Uh, usually worms reproduce by fragmentation. They leave behind a tip uh, of their tail or something stuck on, on a plant, right? And then that turns into an adult. So this is how, like if humans could do this, this is how we would reproduce. You know what I mean? Like you would be with your, uh, your, your sweetheart or the love of your life if you have one. And you'd be like, let's do it, honey. Let's, let's cut off our thumbs and let's like stick them over on this tree and then come back and, and, you know, we'll have two little us's. Well, when you say it like that, Ben, it sounds pretty romantic. Right. We've all been there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, who was it? Van Gogh cut off his ear, probably in a, in a similar attempt. There's also, there's a really uh, freaky uh, Bjork film. It's actually when she was married to Matthew Barney, the uh, performance artist or whatever. Dancer in the Dark? Uh, no, not that one. This is a different one. This is called um, Drawing Restraint 9, where they use Japanese ceremonial flaying knives to slice the flesh off of each other's bodies until they, like, morph into whales or something. Again, you know, we've all been there. Uh, these these hammerhead worms have been invading France as well for nearly 20 years. Uh, Virginia just seems to be a new a new beachhead a new hammerhead for this species and at this point we have to wonder what's going to happen to the natural world as the climate continues to change or evolve are we going to see uh, more invasive animals reach into new ecological niches into uh, new parts of the world as the Former rulers of those areas find life increasingly difficult. The answer probably in some way is yes, but the details of how that works out remain to be seen. In the meantime, Virginia, don't eat any hammerhead worms. Uh, lovers of uh, the high seas and cruise ships, let us know if you plan to take a maritime adventure soon. And then also tell us your weirdest animal stories. I, I think I mentioned this to you off air, Noel. I was so sad. I found this fantastic paper uh, on the theory that octopuses might be the descendant of some sort of extraterrestrial or alien life form. And the paper was pretty interesting, but uh, but it was from 2018, so I didn't ah. think it qualified as news. Yeah, but I, 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 I still want to read it, and I think uh, listeners probably will too. My favorite part about uh, – <laughs> I was watching um, uh, John Oliver talking about the election results mm -hmm. at the end. He uh, – 
gave everybody 30 seconds to react in whatever way they wished, you know, emote. And he chose to do so by reciting interesting facts about cephalopods and uh, his favorite one my favorite too is that their brains are spread throughout their entire body which i think is pretty awesome mm-hmm. and those are arms not tentacles don't be a philistine that's true <laughs> uh so yeah we want to hear from you we hope you enjoyed today's segment you can reach us on the internet we try to be easy to find uh we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter we like to recommend our facebook page here's where it gets crazy uh where you can hang out with our favorite part of the show your fellow listeners that's right you can also join us in our favorite place on the internet the here's where it gets crazy facebook group where memes are exchanged friendships are forged and um yeah it's just a good place in general. Um, all you got to do to join is name one of the people that is involved in the show to let us know that you are familiar with the show and you will be in. Uh, also, why not check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff, where you can see little polls from every single episode we do every day of the week and share them with your friends. YouTube's really shareable that way. And then, you know, help you tell them about the podcast. Um, on that same tip, please Go to iTunes or whatever they call it now, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. Um, we would be most appreciative uh, and help people discover the show. Yes, massively appreciated. Uh, you know, every time you give us a review, a uh, hammerhead worm gets its wings or something of that nature. What if you don't feel like social media? I get it. It's been stressful for a lot of people. And the studies about social media that come out in the next few years are going to be fascinating. If that's the case, go ahead and give us a call directly. We're 1-833-STDWYTK. You've got three minutes. Uh, give it to us with both barrels. Uh, it could be related to this. It could be related to another topic you'd like us to cover in the future. We want to hear from you. Uh, let us know if we can use your name on air. And if you hate all of that, there's one way you can always contact us. Our good old-fashioned email, where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. 
affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 